Welcome to Virtual Church. 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 Well, hi everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Word today. Glad you could be with us. And uh, let's just pray before we begin this morning. Amen. Thank you, Father God, for this new day. Thank you, Father God, that your mercies are new every morning and great is your faithfulness to us. We thank you, Lord, that your word is alive and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. We're so thankful, Father God, um, for your love for us. We're thankful, Father God, that we can say you are our God and we will place our trust and our hope in you. Amen. We thank you, Father God, that our times are in your hands. Father, you deliver us from evil. You deliver us from our enemies, Father God. So we're thankful, Lord, today. We thank you, thank you, Lord, that your face will shine upon us today over your church, over families, over individuals, over people that are hurting and broken, Father God. We thank you that the days are coming where many will be drawn to you, to your love for uh, towards the cross and Father God we thank you Lord for your saving grace for our world for our town our community today and we thank you for your word and we pray it finds good soil to rest in and grow in today in the mighty name of Jesus amen amen well praise God um, um, thankful to be able to bring you a message today and uh, today we're going to be talking about the seasons uh, that we're living through, living in, that are always changing. Um, I do hope and pray at this point in time that um, you're, as you're drawing near to God, you're experiencing Him drawing closer to you. Amen. Um, as we've all had much more limited natural human contact. Uh, I hope that you're all having a much richer spiritual contact with the Lord during these times, amen. And uh, so today's message hopefully will be um, uh, simple and it will find its mark with someone that is listening today um, and uh, trust God that once 
it finds its mark, it'll go to work. So um, praise the Lord. Um, you know, we are living through um, change. We've always lived through change. We're living through dramatic change. Um, what does that mean for us as the church? What does it mean to us as individuals? And so this message is maybe just to touch briefly on how God would have us position ourselves in relation to these changing times. Amen. I think all of us could probably come up with great messages, in-depth messages on the fine detail um, of the different changes we're all experiencing right now and how God's word instructs us to handle all of these different areas uh, in the right way. Um, so, but for today, I just want to um, talk a, a bit of an overview on, 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 on change and seasons. And I hope that there's one specific scripture that we'll use at the end that will light a fuse in our hearts. Amen. So um, I've been praying about this message and how to bring it to you so it would encourage you. I always pray that the messages would be messages of hope and messages of encouragement and uh, not that, that they're, they don't bring condemnation, um, but that you can sense that, um, you know, God's, God's heart for you, which he, you know, is, which is in his word, that you get God's heart for your life. And that's the most important thing. Amen. So, um, you know, I hope I've followed the Holy Spirit's leading correctly because I just want to talk about change in relation to seasons. Um, you know, throughout God's word, seasons are mentioned frequently. Um, and I believe it's because all of us can identify with the concept of seasons and the change that seasons bring. And as, you know, the word is spoken, when we read God's word, um, I hope we get a, a mental image and uh, when we talk about seasons, uh, we get this mental image of fields and gardens, plowing, um, planting, watering, harvesting. And uh, we just get it so easily. And uh, Jesus knew that when he spoke about these things in a metaphorical sense, that the unlearned could understand it, the children could understand it. And Jesus just made the truths of God's word accessible um, to people. Amen. Thank God for that. Um, God's word is for us. It's for our lives, you know. And did you know that there was a time when Bibles had to be smuggled into Scotland? Can you believe that? Um, the word uh, was suppressed and, and we, the land of the book, um, we're not supposed to, um, to have it. Um, I'm going back to the 16th century when I'm referring to that. And that was a season. Um, and that season um, had an end, thanks be to God. Um, one reason why I think that this message is important is so that if it does reach someone today that feels trapped, that feels stuck in a situation in life, that has gone on so long that you forget when it started and uh, you don't see an end to it and you're struggling through this time, then please know this, 
that what you're going through will not last forever. Amen. Everything is subject to change. Everything is subject to change. And also to say to whoever is listening to this today, whether you're a Christian or not, that wherever you are, whatever season you find yourself living through, please know that God, the God of the Bible, Jehovah, and one of these names is Jehovah Shammah, is an ever-present help in times of need. Jehovah Shammah means the God that is there, present, the God that is right there. Um, so the title of this message today is, is Ready in Season. Re ready in Season. You know, seasons were purposefully created by God. Amen. And I'm not any kind of a scientist or anything like that, but I know even from natural observation that every season has a reason. Every season has a purpose and every season has a time or a duration. And you'd be familiar with this passage of scripture in Ecclesiastes 3, where it says everything has its time. Um, now that could be a time, a time interval. Um, it could be a, a, a period of time or it could be an occurrence, a particular time, a specific time. And um, let me just read a little of that Ecclesiastes 3 to you. And it says there, and from verse 1, to everything there is a season or an appointed time, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. That's quite poignant right now. A time to hug. <laughs> Amen. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God for his word. So I felt encouraged this week as the Lord reminded me that every season has an end. The seasons we will experience whilst we're here on this earth are not infinite. A new season is close. Amen. And I love saying this, but it's true. A better day is coming. Amen. A better day is coming. And we'd ask you to join us in praying for and looking forward to the new seasons ahead. Join us in expectation of seeing the glory of God in the days ahead. Amen. Anyhow, whilst I was getting ready for this, message. I didn't only get an encouragement, I got an admonishment as well or a reprimand. <laughs> and, I, and I believe that we should consider that just because we might feel that we're in a season that we don't much care for, we don't like being in the season, it's still an important season with seasonal opportunities that we need to attend to. Um, so 
just as a little illustration, and you might be able to see over my right shoulder here uh, a little bit of my garden. You definitely see some wet weather out there. Um, but Linda and I began to get a little concerned about the state of our front yard. Um, I wouldn't use the word lamentable, <laughs> but it just wasn't the way we wanted it to be. And then suddenly we began to get a little interested in the potential it, it, it would have if only we were prepared to learn more about gardening it. Amen. So we've gone on to find out about things in more detail, you know, um, than before. So we want to increase our understanding of this. And we understand that certain things need to be done at certain times and certain intervals. Um, and when we observe these natural laws, then we will hopefully see the fruit of our labors in the next season. Amen. We're not expert gardeners. We know just the lady for that. If we need advice on gardening, we go to Emma. But we're not expert gardeners, but we're getting to grips with some basics. So if you have been about, if you were to have been about us recently, you'll hear words like bulbs and seeds and compost and pruning and all of these kind of things. So if we plant seed and we tend to the area in which that seed was planted, as is required of us, okay, as, as gardeners, <laughs> that seed is going to spring into life. Amen. And so it is in God's kingdom. When we learn about his spiritual principles and we actively participate in them and do them, we can expect to see fruit in forthcoming seasons. Um, we need to know one thing, though. This is important. A seed of nothing is going to produce a season of nothing in our lives. No seed planted will mean that we will have barren seasons ahead. No seed planted will mean that we'll have barren seasons ahead. We've got to let that minister to us. We can't blame God or others for ending up in a situation due to our neglect to sow seed. And, and we know our, that that seed is, is, is in a variety of areas of our life. Okay? And so some people might think, oh, well, he's, he's talking about money. I'm not. I'm talking, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about everything that we sow that will return a harvest to us. If you feel that you've been through or you're in a season of emptiness, of spiritual dryness or barrenness, um, a season of depression, a season where your mental health hasn't been good, a season where you felt incredibly lonely, um, a season of joblessness, whatever it is, that situation can be turned around with God's help. I believe it. Amen. You know, we all have seasons in our lives and God wants to cultivate our lives. And uh, you can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, reading from the King James Version. It says that for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. And if you read the same verse in the New King James Version, 
It says, for we are God's fellow workers. You're God's field. You are God's building. Um, that's a great uh, scripture. Um, if you read that scripture in context, talking about building our lives on the foundation of Jesus Christ, don't try and relay a different foundation. But, you know, this is interesting, that referring to husbandry and referring to us as God's field. You know, God has to work with the soil that's in our hearts. Husbandry means managing land or animals in a wise and a positive way. Making the best use of the resources you have. You know, you visit them, you tend them. If it's a field, you weed it, you, you protect it, you guard over it. And, and God has made, God, God it says here, is um, we are his field. And so I believe that God attends to us and our hearts in the same way. Your heart is a field under God's cultivation. Your heart can be a field under God's cultivation or a wilderness. But let's believe that our hearts are under heavenly cultivation today. Amen. I think right now we could be or should be prepared to be active in the gardening of our community. And, and you know, let that minister to us today. How is that, how has that changed and how is, how is it going to look in the days ahead? As God cultivates our lives, we have to in turn be looking at cultivating others around us, making disciples, introducing them to Jesus, gardening in our community. You know, God's word um, in John chapter 4 verse 35 says this, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Amen. Um, you know that passage of scripture well. It talks about being co-laborers. One, one waters, um, you know, and the one who waters might not necessarily be the one that harvests, but he's involved in the process. And I, it's just that we are in a season right now that we, we uh, have to understand that there is already or have already been seeds planted and there is a harvest field there right now. There is a harvest field there right now. And we might feel, I know sometimes I think, well, maybe I haven't put enough into this right now. Maybe, you know, I haven't sown enough. But let's not forget that those whose shoulders we've stood on, those that have come before us have been planting seed and there is a harvest there for us. And, you know, so no season is missed out. Every season serves a purpose and gives way to the next season so that the next season can be the season it's supposed to be. And that season draws a line under the season before. And we, 
I just love talking in this in this language because we experience seasons all the time and one season comes and it goes and the season will come again but that season in 2020 that particular season is gone and if we haven't sown seed in that particular season then it's too late we will thank god by his grace get another opportunity to sow but we we've got to just have that really in our hearts let that minister to your hearts today there are seasons of preparation and there are seasons of productivity there are seasons of rest but there should never be a season of complete deactivation and uh, I, I believe that you know when when i meditate on that i think oh I f you know i feel that there have been times when when i've been like deactivated it's like one of those like robots you know you pull out the you know you pull out the plug and and he he just goes like that and completely deactivated no we can never be we're always in a season but we should never be completely deactivated you know god um created seasons and he's interested in the way we respond in that season you know all living things are subject to responding to the seasons that we live through are we doing the right things in the right season and even if we look around we see how nature and the world the way he created it he's the creator it responds to the seasons it responds to that divine setup that he created and he did it for the enrichment of of life that's why he set it up that way you know in the natural i believe our ability to not only survive but to thrive is because of preordained seasons you know i i am i'm thankful to be a scotsman um i'm also thankful to have, have had uh, been uh, raised in south africa my you know i i i have an appreciation for the seasons in the southern hemisphere as well in the northern hemisphere but i have to say i think we're blessed as scotsmen you know as scots people because you know we experience um five seasons in scotland all right we get spring we get summer autumn and winter plus we get a wet season which lasts for the majority of the year <laughs> so we get five seasons but i'm only i'm only joking but you know we experience seasons which is wonderful in some parts of the world the poles don't experience it less so but it's an undeniable fact the seasonal change so you know we want to be prepared for the seasons that are coming and god is because he's ordained times and seasons and it's on us to enter those times having already prepared for them to the best of our ability amen um this is not to say we become independent of god's power it's actually quite the opposite we move into a new season totally reliant on his power and on the holy spirit and totally in faith to see the glory of god become real and evident on the earth amen on the earth here where we live on the earth you know i'm um, going to read another passage of scripture just now and i'm sure you may know the verses i'm going to read 
just now about being ready in season. And this is a letter uh, from Paul um, exhorting Timothy, and it's in 2 Timothy 4. And it says there in verse 2, uh, preach the word. Preach the word and be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Amen. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. What does that mean? What does it mean to be ready in season and out of season? And when I was looking at this verse, um, when it says, um, be prepared, okay, be ready, it means to actually be present, be there. You know, um, I once heard someone say, wherever you are, be there. Sometimes we, <laughs> we're, we uh, can find ourselves in places where we're not all there. We might physically be present, but we might not be there with all of our faculties. God is saying, be prepared. Wherever you are, be there ready in spirit, soul and body to, for, to bring all of those responses if ne necessary. Amen. And um, in, 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 the Strong's, in the Strong's Concordance, it means to, uh, to be at hand. Amen. To be at hand, to stand, to be on standby, be prepared, be on standby, to preach the word in season. Well, what is in season? Well, in season really just means be ready to preach it when the opportunity is there. And it comes from the Greek word eukairos. Okay. And then it says, but be ready to preach out of season. And, and that's the word akairos, which is when it's not timely. You know, it's like, and how many times have we said, uh, now is not the time. <laughs> it's not the time, Lord. Now is definitely not the time. You know, and so it says, be ready to preach out of season, unseasonably, when there is, when it's an inopportune moment. Amen. You know, if we try and say that in plainer English, I believe it would say, be ready to preach the word when it's convenient and when it's not convenient. And when there's an opportunity and when it's an inopportune time. So I hope that gives a bit more meaning to that. God's ordained times and seasons for us. And if you, uh, if you uh, like to read in Genesis, in Genesis 18, God saying to Abram, um, Sarah is going to have a child and I'm going to come back next year at the time of life to see you again. Now, when, when Sarah found out about this, she was totally incredulous towards God. Amen. In her mind, she was definitely out of season. Okay. It's like, this is not happening. This is not, not only is it 
it doesn't seem like there's an opportunity for it. It's, it's out of season, okay? You know, her words and her attitude could have nullified the promise that was spoken over her household. And, and you know, I was thinking about this. How is it that our faith varies? Our faith varies so much in direct proportion to how unlikely or how unreal God's promises are to us in the moment, just like Sarah. You know, the more impossible something seems, the lower our expectation in God's power to deliver um, seems to dip. Our faith seems to dip. The, the more impossible, the more outrageous it seems, our faith potentially dips instead of the other way around. And we must, I believe, begin to regain a boldness to take God at his word, to believe his word, to believe his promises and to, and to quote them and confess them and to expect to walk into them. Amen. And I believe that we'll, we, the church is moving into a season of boldness and a season where the church will call out, voices will ring out and voices will speak. Amen. And it's going to be down to us to call out and proclaim the will of the Lord, amen? Others will come to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as we begin to wholeheartedly place our faith in God to be the God of miracles right in front of us. Wherever we are, wherever the preaching of the word takes place, especially in inopportune times, I believe that God just loves to be do things when we least expect them to happen um, by his grace. But we ought to build up our expectancy, amen? So um, in, in John chapter 11, from verse 40, it says in God's word, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. We're talking about Lazarus here. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And he who died came out, and you know the story, he came out wrapped in his grave clothes. And Jesus told the people to unravel him, unwrap him and let him go. You know, there's a coming season of God's glory and manifest presence coming upon the earth. And I, uh, and, and if uh, um, any of you follow Pastor Tom's messages as well, and if any of you, as we've covered um, and we've hosted Pastor Tom and we've run Samadhi before and we're just about to do it again. Um, I personally believe that this season is going to be strongly connected to the worshipping church. Amen. And so what are the, you know, if we go back to that verse, what are the conditions for seeing the glory of God? Well, it says here that in that verse that the requirement that must be met to see the glory of God is to believe. Amen. To believe. If we go back to that, it says, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? That's the only condition that's required there in that scripture 
To see God's glory is belief. It's to believe. Amen. And right away, Jesus prays in the knowledge that there are people standing by that do not yet believe that he's the son of God, that he's the miracle working son of God. And he calls out loudly then after he's prayed, Lazarus, come forth. You know, Jesus prayed that way and it says there for the benefit of those that were standing around him. Jesus knew that God heard him. He was, when he communicated with his father, God heard him, but he prayed that way so that others around him would hear. And I believe that that is a season of boldness and a season where we will cry out and call out. And it takes that to make the difference, to bring belief. We have to act and we have to raise our voices Our worship for the Lord has to be evident as we worship him, as we lift up the name of Jesus. Men will be drawn towards him. Our acts, what we do, are going to lead us out of one season and into the next. And it'll be the right season to be in. Amen. If we do it God's way. You know, after raising Lazarus, Jesus went through a time when he says his soul was troubled but he was completely surrendered to his father's purpose. So Jesus went through a season of, of, of having a troubled soul. He went through all sorts of seasons, but he was surrendered to his father's purpose. And ultimately that was that the glory of God would be seen and it would be known, that God's glory would be known throughout the earth and men would be drawn to God, amen. You know, today as, we, as I close this message, We pray for men to be drawn towards Jesus Christ in the seasons ahead of us. Pray that with us. You know, just the same as that cross was being lifted up off the ground. We lift the name of Jesus up. And and so I encourage you, keep on praising, keep on worshipping, and let that grow in you. You do not have to be able to some people think i can't carry a tune in a bucket it's not about how you sound it's about your heart it's about acts your your it's about your acts every act of obedience is an act of worship unto the lord and so as we worship him we worship him with our whole life but we get to sing and praise the lord as well Thank God for that psalm that says, blessed are they who know the joyful sound. So I want to encourage you, all of our church family, we miss you so much. And, uh, but um, keep on making a joyful sound and let it be spread far and wide. And we look forward to being with you again soon. And we just received um, uh, an introduction from Pastor Tom. So he's... Uh, his message is going to kick us off in our season of Samadhi. So we have um, foundations of worship level one, and we're going to be letting you all know how we're going to roll that out quite soon. We're just about ready to go. I ask you to keep on praying for the church, praying for your local church, praying for YUC, our youth, praying for your community, and um, be invested in that 
as we cultivate, as we garden our communities together. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the word that's gone forth, Lord, and the harvest that it will bring in due season. And Lord, you, you, you say to us in your word to tarry, to not faint. And if we do so in due season, we shall reap. So Lord, we thank you. Strengthen us in our inner man, strengthen us in our bodies. Give us strength, natural strength, spiritual strength. Father God, that we would not become faint or weary, but Lord, that we would um, endure and keep on running this race towards the prize of what you've called us to as a church in Scotland. And we're thankful today for your great love for us. Amen. Please, um, if uh, you have any comments or would like to contact us, please use the feedback form. And um, if you are in going through one of these hard seasons that we mentioned, please contact us so that we can call you, so that we can help you um, through these times. We would appreciate that. And so be blessed. Amen. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.